The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Mick Mulvaney is with me now. Mick is, of course, a former chief of staff for Donald Trump when he was president. He is chair of Actum Global Consultants. Uh, Mick, you're welcome to the show. Is your former boss likely to be arrested today? Uh, Kieran, thanks as always for having me. Uh, absolutely not. Um, I, I have to smile when I, I have people ask me these questions. Um, I not, don't know much about the legal process when it comes to indictments. I've never practiced criminal law, but I know a little bit about uh, the former president of the United States and how they're how they're treated. He's surrounded by people with guns. He's also in Florida. The indictment may come down if it comes down in the state of New York. New York doesn't have the ability to go down to Florida and pick him up. And even if they did, they'd have to talk to the U.S. Secret Service. That's the guys with the guns before they did that. And that hasn't happened yet. So I think this might not, it's not that it's much ado about nothing. I think that an indictment and a possible arrest are someplace off in the future, but I doubt seriously it's going to happen before the end of the day today. Do you suspect it will happen eventually, though? I think that the chances of an indictment here are very high. Uh, the, the, the political desire to get Donald Trump is, is extreme in certain circumstances, certainly in New York, uh, uh, to a certain extent in Georgia and so forth. Keep in mind, they're, they're, the expectations are he's going to be charged with a crime that no one in our country has ever been convicted of before. Uh, I know that folks say it's you know, related to the hush money, and it is. Payments of hush money is legal uh, under, under U.S. law. What they're charging him with is a strange witch's brew of a misdemeanor tax violation with a misdemeanor campaign finance violation that somehow together adds up to a Class E felony, which is the very lowest level of felony under our system. So um, you put all that together. And I think that this is a political uh, uh, practice. And yes, I think they're going to indict him. And I think he will be arrested. But it's not the same as what folks overseas might be expecting. So you mentioned witches brew. Is this a witch hunt? Oh, I think so. I, I, it's, it's hard to say that it's not. By the way, Donald Trump is not without blame here. His tweets over the weekend were, were just completely inappropriate. We talk about that in a second. But you cannot but help get the, get the feeling this is a, a, a witch hunt. Again, no one else in our country that I know of, and I've talked to lawyers, Uh, on both sides, Dale, has ever been convicted of this particular combination of things. There was a politician about 15 years ago, high-profile senator from uh, North Carolina, Democrat, John Edwards, who was charged with something similar, um, was found not guilty on some charges by a jury, and the rest of them were thrown out by the judge as being um, not valid criminal charges. So it is a strange sort of thing and hard to imagine that in this day and age, there isn't some politics, there's not a lot of politics behind what's happening. So then how do we interpret those tweets from Donald Trump asking his supporters to take to the streets that he is in danger of imminent arrest? Yeah, um, if he simply puts the word peaceful someplace in there, um, then we don't really have to have a lot of conversation about how incendiary this is. He knows that. He probably chose not to put the word peaceful in there. Uh, and that is a major, major failing on his part, completely inappropriate to, to do what he did, especially in light of January 6th. You know, mm. On January 6th, I think he might have been able to make the case, at least partially, to say that he didn't really intend for the people to get violent. And certainly, you know, you can challenge that if you like, but at least, that, again, the argument can be made. After January 6th, I don't think Trump can put out a tweet like he did and then say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize people would take this as meaning violence. Um, in fact, I think he probably did um, uh, mean that uh, he would like to see the uh, uh, any protests be violent. Now, that being said, Kieran, uh, <laughs> the backstory here is that there doesn't seem to be anybody interested in protesting. 
Um, there's some very, very small groups on the internet who seem to say they want to do something, but most folks are saying, yeah. uh, "Thanks, Mr. President, but we're not going to we're not going to protest this time." Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been kind of keeping an eye on the images from New York uh, throughout the day, and 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 it seems there's more reporters gathered at uh, outside Trump <laughs> Tower than there are protesters. Yeah, and again, he's not at Trump Tower. I think that I think that the, the, they're expecting the uh, the protests down at the courthouse, uh, and there aren't any protesters at the courthouse. So, um, uh, listen, is it a strange uh, circumstance? Yes. Is that Donald Trump in the 21st century in the U.S.? Yes, it is. I mean, look, uh, uh, Republican, top brass Republicans uh, are, are echoing some of what Donald Trump has said, not calling for protests, but they're echoing the, you know, the, the message of a witch hunt and this is a, a, an irrelevance and a distraction and everything else. Uh, privately behind the scenes, there has to be some of them thinking this is just not worth it anymore. Well, I mean, it is distracting. There's no question. I think at the very, at the very best, it's the third most important story in the country right now. The first most important is probably President Xi's visit to Russia, the impact on the Ukraine war and the future impacts on the world economy, the banking crisis that we might or might not be having right now in the country, and a distant, distant third, if even that, would be whether or not the former president gets gets arrested. So yeah, there's a lot of folks who are sort of, you know, chalking this up once again to. When can we be beyond this madness? When can we get back to talking about the policies that yeah. Trump put in place that so many Republicans like and stop talking about him personally? So you'd imagine Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, these other Republican candidates, they're loving this this week, aren't they? No, not really. They don't because it, it just gives – they have to all agree with Trump. And it's <laughs> hard to get distance from Trump when you have to agree with him. Um, in fact, Don, Ron DeSantis, I think, is the only one who hasn't taken a position on this. I know Nikki has, and a bunch of other potential challengers have. I was on TV with one of them last night, and he was lockstep with Trump. So when you're running against somebody, you always look for some type of distinction or difference. And when everybody's agreeing that Donald Trump is being politically targeted, it doesn't really allow you to separate yourself from the field. Mick Mulvaney, former chief of staff for Donald Trump. Mick as well as chair of Actum Global Consultants. Mick, as always, uh, thanks a million uh, for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.